Warning, the following message may be offensive to some audiences. These audiences may include, but are not limited to, professing Christians who never read their Bible, sissies, sodomites, men with man buns, those who approve of men with man buns, man bun enablers, white knights for men with man buns, homemakers who have finished Netflix but don't know how to meal plan, and people who refer to their pets as fur babies. Viewer discretion is advised. People are tired of hearing nothing but doom and despair on the radio. The message of Christianity is that salvation is found in Christ alone, and any who reject Christ, therefore, forfeit any hope of salvation, any hope of heaven. The issue is that humanity is in sin, and the wrath of Almighty God is hanging over our heads. They will hear his words, they will not act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment, when the fires of wrath come, they will be consumed and they will perish. God wrapped himself in flesh, condescended, and became a man, died on the cross for sin, was resurrected on the third day, has ascended to the right hand of the Father, where he sits now to make intercession for us. Jesus is saying there is a group of people who will hear his words, they will act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment come in that final day, their house will stand. Welcome to Bible Bashed, where we aim to equip the saints for the works of ministry by answering the questions you're not allowed to ask. Listen and enjoy this midweek installment of Answering a Fool, as Pastor Tim answers a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. In these shorter episodes, Pastor Tim answers objections from internet trolls in an effort to help them go home and rethink their lives. Troll hunting is hard work, but hey, someone's got to do it. Now, without further ado... Here's Pastor Tim. On this episode of Answer a Fool, we will be answering the question, does the Bible teach that an ox is of more value than a woman? Now, whenever a Christian seeks to speak to a moral issue, you'll, we'll have any number of atheists with their superior intellect and their vast knowledge of the scriptures uh, deign to uh, come and, and impart upon us uh, ignorant plebeian Christians uh, informations in the scriptures that we believe that we have fundamentally never considered before, uh, that fundamentally undo everything that we have believed and tried to uh, advocate. And so an example of this would be an, uh, an example that we recently received on our podcast. We received a couple of comments of individuals essentially saying that we should ignore whatever the Bible has to say about a particular topic because the Bible teaches that an ox is of more value than a woman. And and the assumption is, well, aren't we so more much more advanced than the people uh, during that time? And, and basically, uh, with their superstitious and patriarchal uh, backwards kind of beliefs and, and, and basically anything that uh, the Bible says is basically a product of its own time and we know better now and everything else. And so now what what are we to make of this kind of argument? Does the Bible teach that an ox is of more value than a woman? Uh, what does the Bible say as it relates to the uh, this subject? Uh, now the passages that were appealed to by these atheists were two passages, Second Samuel 24, 21 through 24 and Deuteronomy 22, 28 through 29. Uh, one atheist basically was making the argument that the Bible teaches that an ox is of more value than the woman and another atheist uh, corrected the first uh, atheist and essentially 
they said that the Bible is not teaching that an ox is of more value than the woman, but that an ox and a threshing floor combined is of the same value as a woman. But either way, it's, you know, superstitious and silly and uh, backwards, and uh, we should ignore anything the Bible has to say because it's so ridiculous. Now, uh, one of the things that I tried to point out to these atheists is that uh, in the text, in Second Samuel 24, 21 through 24, uh, the, the text says that David bought the threshing floor and oxen for 50 <laughs> shekels of silver, and oxen is actually the plural of ox. And so uh, it seems like that uh, even the careful atheist failed at basic reading comprehension and was unable to see that David was able to purchase multiple oxen for 50 shekels of silver plus the threshing floor. So there, there's that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, the part of the problem here is that what's actually happening in this passage is that there is an assumption being made that uh, when you read Deuteronomy 22, 28 through 29, there's an assumption here that the bride price that is paid for a bride is essentially the equivalent of a father selling his daughter to a man as a piece of property. And this kind of uh, assumption basically um, is um, – uh, it, it, it essentially reveals that the atheist has little to no understanding of how these customs actually uh, formed and what the purpose was behind these customs and why these things would happen. It basically just uh, makes a hash of uh, customs that are unfamiliar with us and we, we don't understand the purpose behind them. And so one of the things we want to do is go ahead and read Deuteronomy 22, 28 through 29 and actually discuss what the purpose of a bride price actually was and why it was not the moral equivalent of a father selling his daughter as a piece of property to a man <laughs> in marriage. And so uh, Deuteronomy 22, 28 through 29 says, if a man meets a virgin who is not betrothed and seizes her and lies with her and they are found, then the man who lay with her shall give to her father, give to the father of the young woman 50 shekels of silver and she shall be his wife because he has violated her. He may not divorce her all of his days. So at this point, uh, this 50 she- shekels of silver is the bride price that the man would pay in order to marry uh the daughter. Now, this bride price was a custom that, as I've said, we're, we're unfamiliar with. We, uh, in to our modern ears, when you hear price and then attached to a woman, one of the things, one bad assumption you might make is that this is the moral equivalent of slavery, when in fact it's really nothing of the kind. Now, the reason why that there was uh, such a thing as a bride price uh, in the Bible is because. Uh, from from uh, if if you think about things from a biblical worldview, one of the things to realize is that today, if you compare and contrast the worldview we have today with the worldview that they had in the Bible, one of the things to realize is that we uh, we don't value women at all. <laughs> so so we we think it's a fairly trivial thing in order to get married to a woman. Uh, we we basically conceive because we don't value women and and then we have uh, no parental responsibility that we've taken upon ourselves to protect a daughter. One of the things to to realize is that we're living in the kind of society that basically makes um marriage uh, about as easy as it possibly can be made. And so marriage today doesn't show honor and respect to women. Uh, like the, the easy marriages that we enter into actually show contempt for women. And this is uh, this kind of contempt that we actually show for women uh, is uh, evidenced by the fact that uh, there that, that uh, a woman can 
basically enter into a marriage with a man and and be filled with all sorts of promises from a man a man can can uh, as as men have been known to do uh, basically uh, uh, make a lot of promises to a woman and and just persuade her and convince her to marry him and then basically be very different than the kind of man that uh, he uh, described himself to be, and so when you're in a situation right now where men, where there is basically no social contractual obligations associated with marriage whatsoever, that marriage is essentially just, you know, a simple decision that's made with no, you know, with very little uh, societal. Um, contractual arrangements attached to that with very little parental involvement attached to that. One of the things to realize is that there's many a woman who could enter into marriage and be deceived fundamentally by a man who's filled her head with all sorts of promises that he has no uh, uh, intention of delivering upon whatsoever. And so one of the things that have, I mean, it has happened uh, one of the things that happened in a biblical worldview uh, as it relates to this bride price is that this bride price was a uh, typically a few years worth of labor that a man would pay to a father as security for the daughter uh, for the daughter's hand and so that uh, had a variety of purposes that was attached to it so a man would pay that bride price to show that he's a serious person who's trying to enter into a serious agreement uh, like this bride price was a Barrier uh, of, that that would that would help differentiate the type of man who has no ability to provide whatsoever for a wife with the type of man who who is a hard worker, uh, as evidenced by the fact that he is going to save up a few years worth of labor in order to. Uh, put up a bride price for a wife. He he had to work a few years to show that he's a serious person, that he's a hardworking person, that he has character, that he's able to uh, have delayed gratification. All of that uh, that that working is going to establish him as a person who has character, and not just. A, uh, and if you if you compare that kind of arrangement with the kind of arrangement we have today, I mean, you can ha- you can be a, a man who basically just fills a woman's head full of you know dreams and, and basically just uh, persuades her that you're you know some wonderful person and then you marry her and you basically take her and you just you're still living in your parents basement and have no intention of actually providing for her and you basically deceived her about the nature of the kind of man that you actually are but then this was a social contract that was a protection for the wife and it was a protection uh, against uh, poor marriages that could happen as far as that goes and then it also formed as a security in the case that the husband actually she died. Now there is this uh, few years worth of wages that is is laid up for the woman in order to help her to be um, to take care of her basic needs in the case that the husband would die through war or something along those lines. And so far from like belittling a woman, the idea of a bride price was essentially a a uh, a, a kind of. Um, um, safety net that that um, the father would engage in in order to uh, essentially separate the men from the boys as it relates to who's going to marry a daughter. So far from being some kind of thing that objectified women or turned them into a piece of property, it was actually a form of safety for women. And, and anyone who's going to look at a bride price and think of it as uh, equating women with a piece of property really doesn't have any idea what the purpose of a bride price actually was. This has been another installment of Answering a Fool with Bible Bashed. As always, if you would like to be included in one of our Answering a Fool episodes, feel free to respond to us on our Facebook, Twitter, or Gab posts with a disrespectful, sarcastic, often off-topic comment that shows you did not thoughtfully engage with anything we have actually said, and we will do our best to include an answer to your trolling comment. 
Keep in mind, the days are short and trolls are in abundant supply, but we will do our best.